Welcome to studentofthebible.com. I'm your host, Renee, and I'm a Bible student. I'm glad you are, too. Thank you so much for joining. Pray for discernment and ask God to show you how you can share this information with others and be a blessing. Welcome to my podcast series on the occult and the Bible. In this series, I hope to clarify some misconceptions about witchcraft, astrology, palm reading, tarot cards, belief in the power of crystals, spiritualism, and magic. I want to explore what they are and why the Bible specifically tells us to avoid these practices. It's a lot to cover, so we'll need to have more than one podcast to do these topics justice. First, I want to ask you a question. If you found a million dollars, or let's say you won the lottery, would you keep it all to yourself, or would you want to share it with those you love? Personally, I'd want to share it. I've always dreamed of being one of those people who had hundreds of dollars in their pockets so that I could just randomly hand it out and watch how it could change lives. Well, the Bible can do the same thing. I really feel that this podcast topic should be shared just like you would share found money. This information can change lives. That's the life-saving power of the gospel. Don't keep this good news bottled up for your own consumption. Once you've learned the truth about the occult and its tricks and its dangers, please, please, please pass this information on. This is a real thing. It's a real danger, and it's being passed off as innocent fun, childhood games, girls' night out entertainment, or just a silly habit. But it's not from God, and anything that doesn't come from God, guess where it comes from? Yeah, the devil. In this podcast, we're going to cover witches and a religion called Wicca, W-I-C-C-A, or Wiccan, W-I-C-C-A-N. You've heard of witches, but maybe some of you have not heard of Wicca. But if you're a young teenage girl, most likely you have heard of it. Estimates are that there may be as many as one million people in the United States right now that identify as witches, followers of Wiccan, or pagan. That's just in the United States. Therefore, this is not just a small fringe group. It appears that popularity of this belief system is growing really rapidly. It also appears to be much more popular with females than with males right now. And in this podcast, I'll try to explain why. And apparently, cable networks like Netflix and HBO have also noted this popularity because of the number of series they've developed that feature attractive young female witches. Look, witches have been a part of our culture for centuries. Think of the childhood story Snow White. Fast forward to one of my favorites, the very popular Harry Potter series. The book and Broadway sensation Wicked or Cable's Game of Thrones, just to name a few. And of course, we're familiar with the Salem witch trials and the infamous witch hunts of the 1600s. 
But nowadays, there seems to be a true, genuine fascination with this pagan belief system. And I'm going to try to uncover why. I've used a number of sources, including a website called Quartz, Wicca.com, and Focus on the Family. According to the website called Quartz, in an article on the explosive growth of witches and Wiccans in the United States, the authors explain why this phenomenon is growing exponentially and especially appealing to young women. Quote, some modern witches, such as Courtney Brooke, who apparently has a huge Instagram following, place themselves in a subset of witches that adhere to a feminist dogma and identify specifically as feminist witches. The article goes on to say, quote, the mainstreaming of mysticism makes sense when you consider how it overlaps with the interests of the millennial woman. Witchcraft is the perfect religion for liberal millennials who are already involved in yoga and meditation, mindfulness, and new age spirituality, unquote. Okay, so that's the backdrop for this podcast. Witches, Wiccan, and spirituality are growing in popularity, especially for our young women. So should we as Christians be concerned? Well, let's take a look specifically at Wicca, and then we'll look at the Bible to see if we can really uncover what all the fuss is about. Wicca.com says, quote, Wicca is a belief system and a way of life based upon the reconstruction of pre-Christian traditions originating in Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. According to the Wicca.com website, they believe, based on archaeological discoveries, that the origins of their belief system can be traced back to Paleolithic people who, quote, worshipped a hunter god and a fertility goddess. And then their website continues. With the discovery of these cave paintings, estimated to be around 30,000 years ago, depicting a man with the head of a stag and a pregnant woman standing in a circle with 11 other people, it can reasonably be assumed that witchcraft is one of the oldest belief systems known in the world today, unquote. All right, I, I think it's important to let the Wiccans describe themselves. So I'm going to continue to quote directly from their website. Quote, witchcraft is a spiritual system that fosters free thought and will of the individual, encourages learning and an understanding of the earth and nature, thereby affirming the divinity in all living things. Unquote. Listen carefully to this, because we'll explain later why this is idol worship and humanism. They continue. Most importantly, however, Wicca teaches responsibility. We accept responsibility for our actions and deeds as clearly the result of the choices we make. We don't blame an exterior entity or being for our shortcomings, weaknesses, or mistakes. If we mess up or do something that brings harm to another, we have no one but ourselves to blame, and we must face the consequences resulting from those actions, unquote. 
the Wicca.com website continues to explain, quote, We acknowledge the cycles of nature, the lunar phases, and the seasons to celebrate our spirituality and to worship the divine. It is a belief system that allows the witch to work with, not in supplication to deities, with the intent of living in harmony and achieving balance with all things, unquote. So far, in their own words, they've described that they don't believe in original sin. They believe in a multitude of deities, and they believe in the power of self-determination or humanism. And as a point of reference, humanism is the belief that places more importance on the outlook of humans rather than that of the divine. They tend to stress the inherent goodness of human beings and seek rational ways of solving human problems. Now, this was a very interesting part. Quote, the spells that we do involve healing, love, harmony, wisdom, and creativity. The potions that we stir might be a headache remedy, a cold tonic, or an herbal flea bath for our pets. We strive to gain knowledge of and use the natural remedies placed on this earth by the divine for our benefit instead of using synthetic drugs, unless absolutely necessary, unquote. That sounds really good, doesn't it? One might think of holistic medicine. Hold on to that. It continues. Wiccans believe that the spirit of the one, and they capitalize one, goddess and God exist in all things, in the trees, the rain, the flowers, the sea, in each other, and in all of nature's creatures. This means that we must treat all things of the earth as aspects of the divine. We attempt to honor and respect life in all its many manifestations, both seen and unseen, unquote. This description almost has a zen-like quality, doesn't it? Who doesn't want to be in harmony with nature? However, the Bible clearly tells us we're made in the image of God, and we are above all other life. But on the surface, this belief system sounds innocent and, and not far off. After all, when we look at a mountain or a sunset or the ocean surf, we're certainly reminded of God's creativeness and his ability to develop beauty for our benefit. But we don't worship these things. We worship God who created these things. A rock is not God. A cloud is not God. The sun is not God. God is God. Do you see the difference? The Wiccans, by their own admission, treat all things of the earth as divine. They continue. Wiccans learn from and revere the gift of nature from divine creation by celebrating the cycles of the sun, the moon, and the seasons. We search within ourselves for the cycles that correspond to those of the natural world and try to live in harmony with the movement of this universal energy. Our teachers are the trees, the rivers, the lakes, meadows, mountains, and animals, as well as others who have walked this path before us. This belief creates a reverence and respect for the environment and all life upon the earth. 
end quote. So the Wiccans let nature teach them instead of relying on the word of God. They end with this statement, quote, we also revere the spirits of the elements of earth, air, fire, and water, which combine to manifest all creation. From these four elements, we obtain insight into the rhythms of nature and understand that they are also the rhythms of our own lives, unquote. Interesting, yes? Did you hear anything that concerned you? Listen again to the description of their belief system. The famous theologian Derek Prince in his article called Understanding Your Enemy, which is really interesting, guys, and you can check it out on uh, websites or I think it's actually even on YouTube. It states that somewhere deep inside each of us is a longing to connect with a higher power something greater than ourselves, right? But it was God that placed this longing inside of us. God's arch enemy, Satan? Well, he's devised a way to divert seekers into deceptive, evil systems that bring bondage to himself. According to the theologian Derek Prince, these deceptions can take many forms, but the generic Name for them is the occult. The word occult is derived from a Latin word that means concealed. The power behind the occult is Satan, but most people don't know this. In fact, the Bible has many warnings against immorality and adultery, but according to Derek Prince, this applies to involvement with the occult as well. Immorality, adultery, and the occult are all described as being evil. If you look at the Old Testament Proverbs, chapter 7, verses 25 through 27, it describes the lure of the occult as the lure of a woman. Listen to this. Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths, for she has cast down many wounded, and all who were slain by her were strong men. Her house is the way to hell, descending to the chambers of death, unquote. Isn't it interesting that the woman attracts the strong men? Satan hates strong men and strong women. He would definitely not be interested in anyone who is weak. Strong-willed men and women tend to put their faith in themselves, don't they? Humanism instead of in God. Therefore, Satan is going to go after the strong. The Bible talks about two main types of the occult, divination and sorcery. Now, this podcast, we're focusing on sorcery. Wicca, by their own admission, try to make an impact on the physical senses through potions, charms, amulets, magic spells, and incantations. That's sorcery. The Greek word for sorcery, this is so weird, 
is translated as drugs. And then some Bibles actually translate it as magic arts. The last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, it talks about this in chapter 9, verses 20 through 21. The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues still did not repent of the work of their hands. They didn't stop worshiping demons and idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that cannot see or hear or walk. Nor did they repent of their murders, their magic arts, their sexual immorality, or their thefts, unquote. Wow, the Bible lumps magic arts or sorcery in with sexual immorality and murder and theft? Would you be surprised to know that the Bible talks about witches in quite a few places? And we'll talk about it a lot more next podcast. The earliest books written by Moses in the Bible, Deuteronomy and Leviticus, they talk about witchcraft. Witchcraft is not new. The practice has been around for thousands of years. And yes, it does predate Christianity as various websites on witchcraft point out. The Bible tells us that since early times, people have sought supernatural experiences that God did not endorse. We learn from the Bible, for example, that the nations that surrounded the promised land were saturated with such practices. And that's why God had some pretty harsh warnings for his people concerning any involvement with them, because God was preparing his people under the direction of Moses, to re-enter the promised land as God's chosen people. So listen to God's warning in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 through 12. He says, When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord." God takes witchcraft very seriously. Did you notice how God places witches in the same category as those who would sacrifice their children? And he used the word detestable. That's actually the strongest word in the Hebrew language to describe what God hates. This shows us just how strongly God abhors the occult. God knew his people would be curious about the practices of their neighbors but he wanted them to learn of the dangers of dabbling in these occult activities. And because this was considered such a dangerous practice, the penalty for practicing witchcraft way back then under the law of Moses was death. Death. Death penalty for sorcery or witchcraft. Yeah, that seems a little harsh, doesn't it? But remember, The first commandment that God gave Moses, I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. By placing faith in 
external powers like powers of nature or potions or spells. They're not placing their trust in God. Sorcery and witchcraft were considered a rebellion against God and his authority. They were in essence teaming up with Satan instead of God, even if they were doing this unknowingly. In the New Testament, Paul talks a lot about this. In his letter to Galatians, for example, chapter 5, verses 19 through 21, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God, unquote. Right before this, Paul talks about how we should live, and that's being guided by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, that was God's gift to us. It's like having a counselor inside of you at all times. And when you consult the counselor, you'll be able to discern what's right and what's wrong. Our problem is that ever since the Garden of Eden, we demonstrate a tendency to want to do things our way and to lean on our own understanding. Paul talks a lot about the competing forces that are at work in this world. The forces of good come from God and will lead us towards good when we lean into the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. However, when we ignore that little voice inside of us, we therefore ignore the voice of God. And then, guys, we're subject to the forces of evil, which is our sinful nature. There are only two sources of spiritual power at work in the world. And this is really important for us to understand. There's the power of God and the power of Satan. Now, no, Satan only has the power that God allows him to have. But make no mistake, it's considerable. Read Job. Read 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Read Revelation chapter 20. The reason why the Bible speaks so ill of mediums and witchcraft is that we believe that when you seek spirituality, knowledge, or power apart from God, it's idolatry because you're placing your trust in something or someone outside of placing your trust in God. Witchcraft and seeking mediums, which we're going to talk about in our next podcast, are all considered acts of rebellion against God. And I'm guessing few witches and followers of Wicca have actually thought about that. Like many things, we enter into them harmlessly, perhaps out of curiosity, and then we get sucked in. You heard in the Wiccan's own words that they believe that their religion is harmless and is actually doing good. Consider what the Bible tells us, and that is that Witchcraft is Satan's realm. And guys, he excels in counterfeiting what God does. If you've studied the book of Exodus or have listened to my Moses podcast series, you will have learned that Moses, through the power of God, he performed a bunch of miracles before Pharaoh. Well, at the beginning, the magicians did 
many of the same things through demonic power. That's in Exodus chapter 8. There really are forces of evil in the world, and people really can tap into them. This is not make-believe. This is real. At the heart of witchcraft is the desire to know the future and control events that are not ours to control. This might even seem altruistic. It can be veiled in a deep desire to help others. But we need to remember that those abilities belong to the Lord. You know, this desire actually sounds strangely familiar. Remember Satan's first temptation to Eve? You can be like God. Have you ever seen bumper stickers that say, the goddess is alive, magic is afoot? I have and I never knew what it meant. It's referring to the idea of Wicca. As I said before, TV and the movies portray these witches as young, powerful, glamorous, for many reasons, including the positive attention they're getting in entertainment, paganism, goddess worship, and witchcraft, they have a whole new crop of devoted followers. There's even a book called Teen Witch, Wicca for a New Generation, that apparently has sold more copies than this particular publisher has sold in 95 years. Now, the following information I obtained from Focus on the Family. Love their website. If you've never been to it, I strongly suggest it. Wonderful topics to discuss with your family. They actually thought this topic was so important that they devoted an entire blog to it. I'm going to read some of it to you. We start with definitions. Wicca is a complex religion often associated with witchcraft, occultism, and neo-paganism. Wicca comes from the Anglo-Saxon word, I think it's called Weiss, W-I-C-C-E. It means to bend or shape nature to your service. Isn't that interesting? We know witchcraft is the practice of magic or sorcery. And then occultism, which I kind of described at the beginning, Faith in the Family says it's a belief in practices such as astrology, alchemy, divination, and magic that are based on hidden knowledge about the universe and its mysterious forces. Occultists try to tap into this unseen knowledge to bring about whatever effects they desire. And then they describe neo-paganism as a recent revival of ancient polytheistic European and Middle Eastern religions and its loosely defined system of worshiping nature and the gods of nature. Now, according to the Focus on the Family site, a common thread among all these practices is worshiping nature and using a spiritual force to get results. Most anyone who calls himself a Wiccan or a goddess worshiper or witch practices these things. Another important thing to remember is that Wicca is not the same as Satanism. In fact, most witches don't believe in Satan at all. And I again verified this on the Wiccan website that I consulted. So does that make Wicca an okay religion since they aren't worshiping Satan? No. Just because they don't believe in Satan doesn't mean that they're not tapping Satan. Because they are still taking away from the deity of God and their knowledge isn't coming from God, 
It's coming from Satan, whether they believe in him or not. The focus on the family blog continues, and they say, Wiccans live by one central rule called the Reed, R-E-D-E, which says, harm no one, do what you will. In other words, witches are free to do whatever seems right to them as long as they avoid harming others. A closely related rule is called the threefold law, which instructs that anything you do will come back to you three times over. Now, don't confuse this with Jesus's teaching of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Witches are not acting out of love because Christ first loved us. They're acting out of self-centeredness. In other words, I can do whatever I want as long as it doesn't hurt anyone. However, who is the judge of whether their actions are actually hurting someone? Can you see a problem here? Now, according to both Focusing the Family and the Wiccan websites that I looked at, Wiccans worship the mother goddess and her companion called the horned god. And they say both of these deities manifest themselves in nature. And you may have heard the goddess referred to as mother nature, right? Wiccans believe that the goddess is in everything, in rocks and trees, the earth and the sky. And sometimes the goddess is represented by specific female deities, like the ancient goddess Artemis, that's the goddess of wilderness, Gaia, the goddess of the earth. Now, this is so interesting. I did not know this. Wiccans even claim, some Wiccans claim that the goddess is Mary, who's the mother of Jesus. And then the horned god is often represented by the Greek god Pan or the Egyptian god of the dead, Osiris. Folks in the family continues. They said, magic and spellcasting are an integral part of Wicca, as you heard me describe earlier. Wiccans say that spells are symbolic acts performed in an altered state of consciousness in order to cause a desired change. There's spells to overcome loneliness, to attract money, to bring inner power, to bind an enemy, etc. Which is acknowledged the spells can be used for good or harm. Now, research shows that Wicca has no central book like the Bible, and the research I did seems to affirm that as well. Um, so witches kind of practice their religion in different ways. Some witches meet in groups called covens or circles, and then others practice it alone. So again, what's the attraction? Why the growing popularity? There's a focus on girl power. Wicca, again, believe they started, you know, 30, 35,000 years ago and that they were Earth's first civilization, now listen to this, where women ruled. They believe that during this time, 35,000 years ago, life was peaceful. And then can you guess what happened according to their lore? Yeah, men entered in and ruined it all. Wiccans say that throughout history, they have been fighting oppression by a male-dominated society. Fast forward to now. Today, Wiccans claim there is a goddess revival, hence the bumper stickers. Women are reclaiming their power after living under, quote, male domination for too long. They call for women to usher in a new era of peace by throwing off the shackles of male-dominated monotheistic religions, such as Christianity, and 
follow the goddess again in all her forms. Oh my gosh, it's easy to see why this myth has huge feminist appeal, isn't it? And I actually think that some churches are inadvertently promoting this by super hyper-focusing on gender issues. I find this frightening. But this is the way the enemy works. He takes an idea, a movement, and then he hides in it to make it look good and innocent. Wiccans have a great desire to save the earth. Well, who doesn't? What young person doesn't want to save our planet? But remember, we're to take care of nature, not worship nature. Since Wicca has no set rules or absolute standards, their edict is basically do what you will. And that sounds pretty good. Most of us hate rules, so if I was told that I could have girl power, make a difference in our world, again through girl power, and not have to follow any rules except my own holy cow, if I was going to start a religion, this one sounds pretty darned appealing. Wiccans are told that within the circle there are no absolutes, no rights and wrongs. And as Focus on the Family says, hey, since most teens don't believe in truth or absolute moral standards, Quite honestly, Wicca can appear to be the perfect mix-and-match religion. Wiccans do have one thing right. We know there is a supernatural world that interacts constantly with the world we see, touch, and smell. The Bible talks about this. But unfortunately, Wiccans believe it's okay for humans to interact with spirits and spiritual forces any way we choose. But it's actually quite the contrary. The Apostle Paul writes that the spiritual realm is really potentially dangerous, and therefore we need to treat it the way God tells us to, and to be prepared for spiritual battles of good versus evil. The Bible says in Paul's letter to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 12 through 13, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full arm of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything, to stand. In summary, according to their own website, Wiccans say that Wicca is harmless and nature-loving that has nothing to do with evil, Satanism, and dark forces. Please listen. That is exactly what Satan wants them to believe. That's Satan's MO. He is intent on deceit. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 14 through 15 says, Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It's not surprising then if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. Witchcraft and Wicca are not innocent. This is exactly the kind of false belief that Paul cautioned in his letter to the Romans. Romans chapter 1, verses 21 through 23 and 25. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images 
made to look like mortal man, and birds, and animals, and reptiles. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator, who is forever praised. Amen. Unquote. Jesus is the source of real girl power. Jesus is the source of real guy power. Jesus is the source of any real power for good. We don't need to make up our own rules or elevate one sex over the other. We're all created in the image of God. We're all loved equally by God. And because he loves us so much, he's given us rules to live by, which will help us to love God and love others. And Wicca, each determines his own laws and they don't believe in sin. We as Christians have the authority of scripture which is a powerful authority for denouncing racism, crime, or any moral wrong. God's holy character, his word, the Bible, gives us a roadmap for life. We don't need to make up our own rules. And when we do, things will not end well for us. Bottom line, if you choose Wicca or witchcraft, you can't choose God as well because he's not going to tolerate worship of anything or anyone but himself. God is perfect and God is holy. Please study God's word and you will find that a life centered on the belief in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who gave his life for us on the cross, is better than anything we could ever find here on earth and any false promises made by the enemy, even if they're cleverly cloaked in light. Have a blessed day.